Welcome to In 10, brought to you by the DART Centre for Journalism and Trauma, Asia Pacific. In 10 is a podcast for journalists, journalism educators and researchers and health professionals dedicated to improving media coverage of trauma, conflict and tragedy. We're excited to bring you the first series of the podcast, hosted by Lisa Miller. Lisa is co-host of the ABC's News Breakfast program and was a foreign correspondent for the ABC in Washington, D.C. for three years, covering major stories in Asia, London and America, including the 2005 Bali bombing and the controversial hanging of an Australian drug runner in Singapore. In this first series of In 10, Lisa chats with fellow journalists about their experiences covering trauma and conflict. Amantha Pereira, welcome to In 10. Ah, it's good to be here. How have you spent most of your career? Well, most of my career has been spent as a journalist, as a writer, and most of it uh, has been spent in South Asia. But then in the last five years or so, I've transitioned into someone who's first started off as some training journalist, but then now... I am doing research on trauma and journalism as well. And I'm just about to embark on my PhD this year, looking into journalism and trauma. Can you tell me when you first started thinking about the work you were doing as a journalist and when it first started having an impact on you? Well, it was quite late into my career, probably at least 10 years after I started working. And in that 10 years, I've I'd reported on some seriously heavy stories. I reported on Sri Lanka's civil war. I repo- reported on the aftermath of the tsunami. But what really got me thinking about my work and its impact on me was, in fact, the murder of my own editor. So he was killed as he was driving to work in 2009. And by that time, I had actually left working in the newspaper, but I was working as a uh, foreign correspondent. And the story became a huge story for uh, newswires and uh, the foreign press. So I started covering the story. In fact, I reported on my editor's murder for about two, three years. But then increasingly, I figured out that I was getting angry as I started reporting this story. So every year when the anniversary neared, there would be these requests to file a story, an update. And then I just realized that every year I was becoming angrier. First, it was at him that he had let this happen to him. Then it was at the people around him. And then it was at me. And I was becoming very angry at myself that I had let this happen not only to a mentor and a colleague, but to someone who was very close to me. So that was when I started thinking about the impact my work as a journalist was having on me. Anniversary stories can be quite triggering, can't they? Oh, yes, they are. They are. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, I think there is a certain build-up to that because our lives are planned around a calendar. And when these kind of impactful events. They could be positive as well as negative happen. Our lives are programmed in a such, such a way that we kind of move towards them. So there's this buildup. And we kind of have this gradual buildup 
to these events. And, and when the anniversary comes, it's so overwhelming because there is so much of emotions that are attached to it, at least in my case. Did you learn some tips how to deal with those anniversary stories? Because I know, Amantha, for me, there were there was the Sandy Hook school shooting that each year you'd think about the little kids who had died, or September 11, of course, and you'd think about the people who'd lost family members that you'd interviewed the year before. Have you learned how to deal with it as the years went on? I think the, the most important lesson that I learned was that I needed to take a serious look at the impact of my journalism on me as a person and the people who were close to me. And I had just neglected this for almost a decade before I started looking into that. And it was this story and the request for most of this on the anniversary that actually got me looking into that. And after I had reached out to the Dart Center and spoken to those who were working with journalists, one thing that I realized quite early on was that I needed to take a step back from this story. So for about two, three years, maybe I, I didn't write a word about this story because I needed to take a step back, process my own feelings to this person that I had lost. And then I mean, I was comfortable with it. Then only I again came back to doing the story. But now when I do stories, uh, especially the stories on the murder of my editor, I prepare myself. I take a long, hard look at what I'm supposed to do and I prepare myself. And I also prepare for the fact that this could have an emotional impact on me. And I always keep that option that if it's too much, I will take a step back. You've covered some brutal violence over the years, including in 2019, the Easter Sunday killings. What do you say to your colleagues and friends in Sri Lanka, those in the media, about how they can better look after themselves? For a long time, we covered or we reported on the civil war in our country without taking good care of ourselves. And there are so many reasons for that. But that took a heavy toll on us. And fortunately, we've started having this conversation about the impact of the work that we do and the impact of that work on us. I think the first Thing I would tell to colleagues is that don't think of yourself as bulletproof. We still have that attitude back home. We still think that what we cover doesn't impact us. This kind of goes back to the fact that we need to make an extra effort to be objective. When you're covering a conflict, when you're covering on these kind of very emotional stories, but we are also part of that community. You don't have the option of switching off. You don't have the option of going off to another country. So you're part of that community where the story. It's it for journalists, I think we we took that extra effort to be objective. And that kind of had a impact where we felt okay, we are not being impacted by these stories. But I think that was a very wrong assumption. 
And we need to understand that these stories impact us and then look for how these stories impact us and then take measures. Do you think your bosses or other colleagues should have pulled you off that story about your editor who'd been killed before you had to make the decision, before you realised that it was having such a big impact on you? In an ideal world, yes. But I don't think that community that I was working with, any one of us was aware. It was a community that was taking care, we were taking care of each other. But I think all of us, from the top editors uh, to the reporters on the ground, we were not aware at that time of the impact these stories were having on us. So we didn't make that decision because we were ignorant. Going back in time, if we had the option, we should have. Given your experiences, why do you think an organisation like the Dart Centre for Journalism and Trauma is so important? Well, my own personal experience, because I was very badly impacted by this story. I was getting angry and I was getting emotional. I knew that people who were close to me were suffering and they didn't understand why. I didn't understand why. And thankfully, someone, and ironically, someone who was not connected to journalism, who was an academic, directed me to the Dart Center, saying like, look, there is this center. Why don't you just uh, file an email or call them and find out? And it was then that I realized that this was having an impact on me. Uh, and then it helped me to pull back and take those measures that not only help me uh, to become a better journalist, but also become a better human being. And in the part of the world that I come from, the trauma and journalism dialogue is quite new. Uh, it's probably a generational. Uh, so the awareness is also that new. We need this dialogue to become more vibrant. And that's where the Dark Center plays that role. It can go into these situations, go into these communities and start that dialogue. And why I felt comfortable and why I feel comfortable working with the Dark Center and also trusting the Dark Center is that when we work with the Dark Center, it's not only journalists, it's not only experts, it's not only clinicians, it's all three of these expertise coming together. So you feel that, okay, you're within an organization or you're within a framework where people are talking about things that they should be talking about. The fact that Dart made you not only a better journalist, but a better human being, I don't think you could have put it better. Amantha Pereira, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you, Lisa.